Hey, and hello. Welcome to a, another Sea Camp Academy podcast. Um, I'm Dave Haynes, and I'm here with Gillian Davis, um, who's the author of First Time Leader um, and also head of leadership over at Us Too. Um, so I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself in a moment, but just to kind of set the scene. So uh, we've just had an academy session where you've been talking about being a first time leader and how to run a startup as a leader. Um, I think it's an important topic for us because we invest in so many early stage companies and, you know, they might just be one or two companies now but often it's quite young um, founders they might not have been in a bigger company they might not have had to have been a manager let alone a leader of a company that could scale to 200 200 employees in a short amount of time if they're successful so um, yeah t- tell me more about the that, more about the problem how do you how have you seen it kind of manifest itself um, well I got uh, inspired I guess to write first time leader from my own personal experience of being literally an overnight manager, um, because I was definitely a manager at the time. Um, I was in my parents' business, and uh, they needed someone to to run the business, and I stepped in and had a team of 10, um, you know, underneath me, all of whom were a generation older than I was, um, many of whom had known me since I was in my teens. So it was quite a almost volatile environment. Um, And because I had come from corporate, uh, I knew... I knew what the environment I did not want to create looked like, um, and yet I had no idea of how to create the environment of the future. And I also was coaching, um, doing executive coaching for startup founders externally and found that they too, as first-time managers, um, who had not had the work experience or training um, to support them, when they started hiring a team, uh, you know, their business would start to stagnate because they weren't able to inspire, enable, communicate the mission. Um, equally, I had friends in, in corporates who were being promoted at a very early age um, because of a, the skills gap um, without um, training programs and were reaching burnout um, before the age of 30 because they were just not equipped to handle what is a very challenging um, task that is people management. Yeah. So take us back to that when you were just 10 people. What 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 business was it? Like, How did you come into to be in the business? Um, so it was an executive recruitment business. It was based in, uh, it's based in Montreal. And I had been working, I mean, I, so being born into um, a family business, you immediately become... Uh, part of the the blood so when business was good Christmas was good when business was bad Christmas was not so good um, so as an you know daughter of an entrepreneur and both my parents worked within the business um, you know I I started to I, I knew I still know recruiting inside and out and uh, started working in the company when I was 15 um, working my way up until uh, until running the business in 2012 um, and, you know, that was, it was a great experience. It was great to have alternative experience. I had worked outside of the family business as well to get that kind of context um, to what it, it looks like. Um, but it was, you know, such a challenging uh, role for me. Um, although very thankful because I, yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've gone that from that, from, you know, managing a small team of t- uh, 10, now being, um, you know, a very big well-known company here in London and elsewhere in the world called Us Too. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, for, for, for those who don't know Us Too, um, maybe you can explain a bit, but yeah, tell us, what was the transition? What, what brought you over to Montreal and how did you, how did you end up at a company like Us Too as, as head of leadership? Well, um, good story. Uh, I've been back and forth living in London for the past five years. Um, 
uh, I'm, a, I'm a dual citizen. And last year when the book came out, I decided to start my own business. Um, and uh, because there was a need, especially in London, around uh, in the tech community and the startup community for first-time leader, um, it's also very needed in established um, industries as well. Uh, so started, you know, running this business. I was a team of one to discover that I wasn't very functional uh, working from home and wanted to have more of an impact in a, in a larger company. And so us two found me because I was... Um, delivering these workshops and, uh, you know, I had to chat with them and said, well, assessing your situation, it sounds like you could do with someone to come in full time. Um, so what us two is, is a 120 person studio in London. Uh, it's a digital product studio. Um, so we create wonderful digital experiences from, you know, mobile to web. Uh, we're notorious um, from the game Monument Valley. Um, so that's one of our love childs and our own IP work. Um, us two is a global studio. We've got offices in uh, Malmo, New York, and recently um, Sydney in uh, Australia. So it's a growing company. It's 10 years old. That a lot of people don't realize that. It's not a startup. Um, it's, been, it's a 10-year-old business. Um, and it's a very exciting time for us two um, because, you know, very ambitious people, very ambitious founders. Uh, we want to get to that next 10-year get to the next 10 years um, and make and make a massive different difference. However, recognizing that there's a lot of things we need to change and leadership is one of them. And it's not just about senior leadership. We, we don't have an agency hierarchy, but it's about building accountability, responsibility, and enabling people to not uh, look up to a director, but to look to their peers and to themselves for the answers and, and uh, abilities. Yeah, and I imagine when you come into a company like that, you've got a lot of young developers. Um, you also have a lot of creative thinkers. Um, you know, a lot of the challenges and some of the, the makeups you'll find in, in a lot of the growing startups here in London. How, how, how did you adjust from that? What were the key differences you saw in a culture like that uh, versus maybe in, in corporate or other big companies? That's a very good question. Um, so us two was my first creative industry experience and uh, very quickly um, discovered how different creative teams um, are to corporate teams. Yet there are quite a lot of similarities. I think in a, when you've got a creative team, you have to not be attached to your process. Uh, our games, I've done some workshops with our games team and I've come with a deck and within the first 15 minutes, closed my laptop and gone, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, so... As someone that's, you know, running creative teams, you cannot be attached to anything and you have to allow uh, creatives to, you know, be able to articulate their thoughts, to be able to draw, to do whatever they need to get their ideas to, to come out. And then alternatively with developers, um, being maybe a bit more processed, uh, giving them time in advance to look over the materials and, and what we're going to be doing and what's expected of them. Um, and I think, you know, what we talked about in this, in this last uh, class that I just did is talking about your self-awareness is very important as a leader, but also understanding what the needs of your team are. So if you have a creative team, um, they will come with certain needs. And if you try to, to go against that, it will create friction and you won't get what you need out of them. So it's very important to be that aware of not your, just yourself, but also the people you're working with. And, and stripping things back, I mean, you know, we were doing a session on leadership. Um, actually, leadership is somehow quite difficult to define or to pin down. Some people think of leadership as management, where it's not necessarily that. But how, how would you define leadership? 
Well, it's funny. I think a lot of people, when they come to my class, they expect it will be to talk about, um, you know, how to deal with people, which leadership is a big part of it. But you can't be a leader if you aren't clear on a lot of other factors and, and to be able to think strategically and know the business inside and out. So for me, leadership is about is, is at its core um, about awareness of the individual of yourself. Um, if you cannot connect with people, you can't lead people. Um, you can't lead people if you're not clear on mission and vision. Um, you can't lead people if you're not if you don't have, uh, you know, the right um, view of your external market. Um, so leadership is is a lot of things, but I I feel at its core, it's it's taking that time and investment on understanding yourself and how that plays out when you speak to people. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we, we always think of, you know, as a, as a CEO, there's kind of, you know, the mantra is there's three things you need to do. You need to, first of all, set the vision. Second of all, you need to, you know, provide the resources so that your, your team can get to that vision. Um, but then it's also building the, building the team. And we, we touched upon um, each of those. But, um, yeah, tell me about the, the kind of building the team. Like, what are the things you need to do as a leader to, to be able to uh, get that right? I think so a lot of leaders especially first time ones feel they need to come with all the answers like I can't do this until I have the vision or I need to develop the mission and it put they put a lot of pressure on themselves um, that's not necessarily needed because a, a real leader identifies that by building a great team the team together will come up with a really stellar mission and vision um, as a group and that will have more impact than being told what it is so I think when you're you're looking to build a team there's some really key things that you need to know which are what are the, the skills needs? Um, I mean, with a startup, you, you don't want to get, um, you know, you have to be clear on your needs over your wants. So it's on, on, on paper, it would be nice to have this core team, a CMO, a CTO, all that stuff. But actually, break it down. What do you need to, to complete your the project? Um, what do you need to, to get more funding? Be really clear on what that is. And then being creative on how you bring that talent in. I think, um, you know, we just talked a lot about the fact that there is, literally a talent shortage um, in the kind of work that we're doing in, in tech and you have to start to get really creative um, because competition for employment is is massive how are you going to compete with Facebook to hire a developer um, so understanding what a developer needs or what that developer needs to join your company and how can you afford um, and that's not necessarily in, in money um, to make it work for you and for them um, and that's why so many companies are looking externally outside of the UK for example um, for the right kind of talent but it, it, you know you have to just be clear on what you want what you need to complete the the project what you need um, to ensure your mission is is completed having an idea of what that mission is so that you can storytell um, and attract the right kind of people um, and also just knowing knowing what your weaknesses are and, and building a team so that can fill those for you. Yeah. And, and what, I mean, you must have seen many different leaders and, and you've given this class to many, many different people. Um, what, what do you see are the common mistakes? Like if there's two or three things that first time leaders do, what, what would those things be? Um, so the, the, the things that I've seen happen most common is one following our predecessors. Uh, I've seen this done in startup and in corporate, um, where we just do what was done to us. And, um, the tricky thing with that is we don't know how long that chain of events has been going on for, and we know that the work environment today is extremely different to what it was, you know, five years ago, not a, let alone 15 years ago. And so, what worked in in a in, 
in 20 into in the you know early 2000s or in the even the 80s I've seen practices go back very far uh, it's not going to work today and it's definitely not going to work for the generation that's coming up into the workforce um, so following the predecessors is is one mistake that I see very often um, going into this command control um, method and mode, uh, which a lot of um, first-time leaders do down, it, it often stems to lack of confidence in themselves. And so when we don't have confidence in ourselves, we can't trust others, and therefore we you know, immediately go into control mode. Uh, what Anyone that's had a micromanager knows how awful that is to creativity, um, to the team, um, team vibe, to culture. And as a startup, that's not a risk I think uh, you can afford to make. And um, the other thing that I see very often is developing an ego, uh, and there's no room for ego in leadership. And we did talk about, you know, there is need for confidence in a leader, but ego is not um, confidence. And being very aware of yourself and, and seeing how you behave and what kind of um, messages you're sending and, and how, you know, your ego might be coming out to play. Uh, is something founders um, or first-time leaders should be very aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we also touched at, at the end of the session there, we touched a bit on um, delegation. Um, and I remember that Alex, when he was CEO of SoundCloud, was always saying, you know, my job as a CEO is all, almost to make my job redundant. And he was very good at pushing, you know, pushing responsibilities down. But one mistake I see is when, when CEOs, they want to do it or they want to do the things that either they enjoy doing when they first set up the company or where they might not know how to delegate. So, yeah, tell us, as a, as a leader, how should you be thinking about delegation? So um, I actually used a, a trick from Timothy Ferris's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. He's got an automation decision tree that he uses, um, and, and in, this, in his way, it's do I automate, do I not? And I took the similar, literally copied it, and do, do I delegate it, and do I not? Um, so have a delegation decision tree, and that should look like, you know, does the task um, inv- get us to the mission? Am I good at it? If you're good at it, do it. If you're not good at it, good at it delegate it. Um, if it's not in line with the mission, it probably isn't a priority. Um, is it? Uh, how long? How long is it going to take? Um, is it in line with your strengths? Like all those kinds of things. Um, I find a lot of founders will try to be everything at once, and that is not only energy draining, it's just not sustainable. So being very aware of, okay, what am I good at and where can I put my energy? And therefore, who do I need to bring on to fill that um, space so I'm able to uh, delegate effectively? Yeah, but then often we had, so on, on Monday we had uh, John Collison come and, and speak to our founders, the, the CEO of Stripe, and he was saying, you know, as him and his brother, two technical founders, um, you know, they had to learn that after a while they, you know, their time wasn't most ef- effectively spent doing code. <laughs> so even if, even if that might be their skill, it's, it's something that's quite difficult to, to give up. I think you have to, again, around awareness of what the business needs, and the business comes before you. Um, and, uh, we often, so Elon Musk, um, was a name that came up earlier about leaders that we admire and Elon Musk has a reputation for being a very big micromanager and that's fine. He's, he's built his business that way. And he's very clear about that. Um, Steve Jobs has a similar reputation. Um, and you know, you have to be able to understand what, what do I need to run the business? So for the, the founders of Stripe, for example, very, very great that they got that to that point of awareness. They're like, actually, if we just spend all our time coding, this business is not going to going to live. So who do we need to bring in or how 
am I prepared to move away from code and start, you know, doing something else? Um, the worst thing you can do, which I saw a lot in recruitment, was, you know, for example, promoting an engineer who was an excellent engineer as a, man, a people manager, and they just lost all their energy because they were not meant to be people managers, and they were actually not very good people managers. They were good people, um, but their their energy and their they should have been spent on project. So try not, you know, just because you might need another skill, it might not be you that needs to fill that skill, and, and it, maybe it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, if, if a founder's kind of thinking this through, um, where, where should they start? I mean, there's so many questions around this, like how, you know, have you got any kind of resources or places where, where they should go to find and, and learn some of this stuff? Um, it's a very good question. Um, there's a lot of places you can go and, um, you know, I, 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 I can't even think of all the books and all the resources that I've gone through to help me get to this point. And I think when it comes, leadership is an extremely personal thing and what works for one person is not going to work for me, uh, for, for you or for anyone else. And so I think it's, it's important for founders to dedicate time to their leadership style. Um, and that means looking at, you know, you can look at HBR for leadership. You can look at so many, even medium has some really uh, undercurrent comes out with some really, um, progressive stuff on how to, to run teams. Um, I often refer to Simon Sinek's start with why, um, both his book and his, uh, Ted talk, which is very inspiring and, and good things for people to think about. Um, looking at, uh, getting, you know, coaching and, and self-awareness tools. Um, these are all things, they're, they're very personal. So what, what attach, what worked for me, you know, is down to my journey. And I think a lot of starters, uh, startup founders feel there's, you know, a shot they can take or a pill they can take, but it's not, it, it's, it's a constant, um, evolution of you as a human being that you have to keep, you know, just like going to the gym, uh, put that same time and effort into what your leadership style is going to be. Yeah, awesome. Okay, and then as is as is mandatory on the the C Camp podcast, we've got to ask you for a shameless plug. So <laughs> maybe you can tell um, uh, tell the listeners where to where to follow you, where to read your book. But then maybe a plug for something else, that another project or a charity thing or something else you're involved in. Um, okay, yeah. Well, the book is available on Amazon. It's called First Time Leader: uh, Foundational Tools to Inspire and Enable Your New Team. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Jillian Davis 7 It's Jillian with a G. Um, and I'd like to talk about uh, a new initiative that I, I'm I'm a, a part of called um, Flock Global, which is a um, it's on it's founded on the basis of collaboration, not competition, and it was started by uh, uh, ten female founders. And for the moment, it's going to be female founders only, but it's not going to be explicitly female. We're going to open up to everyone. Uh, it's an international um, network. Uh, for entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial-minded people, uh, with the whole premise is to to collaborate, to to help each other, and not uh, work in silos. Because we felt there has been so much um, so much gain and benefit when you start collaborating and talking and being open about what your needs are versus being inward thinking. So um, that's Flock Global, and I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for having us along, and uh, thank you to everyone uh, for listening. Until next time, thank you.